Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 18th of December, day 18 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar. 24 daily podcasts to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. And we are now into the final week of this countdown. The 18th of December was always when the Kid Cop Christmas episodes would start, the first being back in 1987, an episode a night in that last week before Christmas. Uh, My Christmas countdown comics as well, I'd add a bit more colour to them as the excitement built. I'd go beyond the four-coloured Bic pen that I would normally use. School would usually have broken up for the Christmas holidays by now. You're excited. Your friends are excited. It was a magical time, as Christmas should be for every kid. So far in my search for Christmas, I've looked at the good Christmases of my life. I've looked at the estranged Christmases. I've looked at the Christmases that were bad, but brought me into contact with acts of kindness that I'll never forget. I've looked back at Christmases past. I told you about the grifter. Not what I wanted, what you wanted me to want. Never who I was. Negotiate compromise for you, then never again. I told you too about the arrival of my Sabucho Club edition with my dad trying to change the rules of how to play Sabucho. Tampering with rules may keep things near the centre, but misses the point. Crafting your own substitute is no match for the real thing. I've revisited the Father Christmas questionnaire which my dad completely messed up to crush any lingering delusions I had that the large man with the white beard was real. It's the game we play. The placebo ritual conjures the magic. No matter how you question, Christmas signs distinctively. Whether good, bad or good but painful, I've shared these memories with you. And I'm confident I can and will add to these memories now. If not this year, some other year. Christmas didn't stop. I just chose not to be involved. But there are new Christmas memories out there just waiting to be made if I want them. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a picture of me, possibly in my late teens, early 20s, maybe, at sat on the Z bed that I slept on for a quarter of my life. That bed you see in the picture, that's where the final episodes of Kid Cop were imagined right on that bed. And that final series was widely recognised, like that of The Wires, as being relatively weak. I was supposed to go out and be a man and then come back to this bed every night. That was the bed I was going back home to when I made my first awkward inroads with early girlfriends. That was the bed I failed my A-levels in twice. That was the bed I first got published in. That was the bed I was in when my dad told me he was finally moving out, only to then reveal it was only two flights of stairs down. That was the bed I was in for the first 50-odd P45s of my life. 
That was the bed I woke up in on the 18th of February 2000 when my world came crashing down on me and I realised that I was now on my own. That Z bed was a massive part of my life. I couldn't just crawl into it at night. I had to build the damn thing first. Whatever state I might have been in when I got back to the bedsit in my younger days, that thing still had to be put together. The Z-Bed arrived in the winter of 89, otherwise known as the Age of Enlightenment at Mayflower, the most exciting era of our 24 years at 48 Mayflower. We had a hot water heater, albeit as mentioned earlier in the series, for a week before it blew up. We discovered duvets. The VHS recorder arrived. A 24-inch colour TV was only just around the corner that Christmas. We even had a 12-foot adjustable cloak rail arrived, which my dad located in the front room to puncture any illusions I had that in leaving the marital bed and moving to the front room. I was now a man, and I had my own room. Every morning, I'd wake up in what looked like a cloakroom. A Z bed is nothing more than a guest bed. A couple of nights on that and your back really does feel it. I did more than a decade on it. That's why I have to get my back checked out regularly. I admit to mention to the osteopaths and masseurs that work on my back the thousands of games of Sabucho, car football and Star Wars football I played on the floor. The Z bed led as secretive a life as we did, hiding from the world how we lived. By day, the Z bed pretended to be a table. By night... It was my bed. I think looking at that picture, that photograph was taken in the early 90s because I recognise that flash of green hair you can see on the t-shirt underneath my top as the t-shirt I wore to the 1988 Woolworths Christmas party. It was a t-shirt of the cover of Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. When I found something I liked, whether it was clothing or a brand of coffee, I stuck to it. There are so few things I like when I do like something. I'm spellbound and it becomes a long-term commitment. Under that towel on the table is my first ever word processor, an Amstrad. I bought that in Peckham in the summer of 1990. The smaller item covered by the towel is the daisy wheel printer that came with it. I can still hear that printer working away, printing out each piece of work I thought would transform my life and get us all out of Mayflower. And that desk, you can see, That desk was put together by my great friend who passed away five years ago now. Before I go on, let's briefly acknowledge the white elephant in the room, the headband. Up until the late noughties, the headband was an everyday part of my indoors life. I hold my hand up to that. I woke up on that bed in our front room, 10 Christmases on the spin, from 89 to 98. And when I wanted to wake up somewhere different for the first time, in a proper bed, my first Christmas outside Mayflower, and what turned out to be our last at Mayflower. My mum took issue with that. I was in that bed when the Berlin Wall came down. By the end of my third month in the Z-bed, the Ceausescus had been executed. I was in that bed when Liverpool won their last league title. That Z-bed took in the rise of Manchester United. It took in the split of Tears for Fears. It took in David Caruso's departure from NYPD Blue, from which... It could be argued I never recovered. I would wake up in that bed on Christmas Day with my mum already in the room, quietly shifting our gifts into position. My presents, as they were, right from the unwrapped Christmas of 76, always on the left, my sisters on the right. My dad was still banned from coming into the bedsit on Christmas Day, so it was always just us three, and there were always loads of presents. 
Maybe my mum felt that we lacked so many of the things other kids had that at Christmas she had to try and make up for it. It wasn't necessary. The things she was able to give us, knowing we were loved, was more than enough. I look at that guy in the picture, 20 years and three rhinoplasties ago, and I could almost cry for him. He didn't have a clue of the blows that were coming his way. But I see a home too. I see warmth. I see love. I see struggle that imbued that kid with a fire in their belly that a more comfortable upbringing would have quashed early on. In that fold-up bed, I was able to go to sleep knowing that despite Mayflower's shortcomings, I had a home. I woke up on Christmas days in bigger beds, proper beds, in bigger homes, heated homes, sometimes with large-headed women I loved and sometimes with large-headed women I didn't love. I woke up in homes where the ceiling wasn't leaking. I woke up in homes where there was hot water. But none of those places felt like home. None of those Christmases came close to matching the Christmases of the golden age of my Mayflower Christmases. I left my heart there. I left my Christmases there. And I see this picture. And I see the other Mayflower-related pictures behind several other doors of my Advent calendar. And I know now, more than ever really, that I need to go back there. I want to see Mayflower at Christmas one last time before I start anew and begin a fourth age of Christmas. I've had the golden age, I've had the estranged Christmases of 91 to 2007. I've had the lost Christmases of the Great Recession too. There's been no Silver Age Christmas. Maybe I can squeeze a Silver Age in before I go into the care home at the end of all of this. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production and today featured Filth D. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.